show for Street Soccer Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, 211 Dan Patrick Sports. I am not Dan Patrick. I am Nick Geber, and my co-host, he's not Dan Patrick either. He's Nick Webster. Nick, I told you so. I told you so. Chelsea 4, Arsenal 1. Arsenal miss out on the Wenger Trophy. Uh, they certainly do. It really was a game of two halves, though, as we like to say. Uh, the first half, quite even. The second half, well... Arsenal got their trousers pulled down and the paddle was out as their bottoms were spanked a red raw colour. But I I don't know why you're so gleeful because if if I do recall, a a former colleague of yours is probably dancing in the streets of uh, West Hollywood right now. Well, that's true. And look, I didn't really have a, 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 what do you say, a dog in the game, a horse in the race. I don't know what the saying is. Um, No, I just had predicted that Chelsea would win and you said Arsenal was going to win. I said that Arsenal were going to lose because their defense had been horrible and porous and terrible all season. And today it was horrible and porous and terrible. Uh, Not a huge surprise. But, Nick, so much to talk about uh, in the wake of this match. Let's talk about what it means for these clubs. Let's talk about what it means for Sarri and what it means for Unai Emery. Let's talk about Aiden Hazard, who says he has played his last game. It's likely goodbye, but what an absolute masterclass he put on today, Nick. So much to talk about. Oh, my God. We can we can talk all day about the Europa League final because, as you rightly pointed out, from top to bottom, so many great stories. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, let's give all credit to Chelsea for putting in a masterclass when it really mattered. And... You know, I mean, for all the uh, grief that Sari has experienced over the course of this first season in English football, he's not done too bad. You think? Winning the Europa League is certainly uh, quite the haul of silverware to bring home a big, big trophy. Not the biggest, but a biggie, and they should be proud. All right, you're listening to Fifth Street Soccer. I'm Nick Geber, he's Nick Webster. On Twitter, I'm at Nick Geber, and on Twitter, he's at Nick Webster, unsurprisingly. If you have something to say, 800-878-7529. Don't be a cheap bastard. The call is absolutely free. We're going to talk about this some more on the other side of the break, which we're going to go to in a minute. But I'd like to welcome to the show our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Right, going to step aside. We'll be right back in three. Hope you stay with us. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. 
I've recently discovered the powerful health benefits of CBD oil. I have been using New Leaf Natural CBD oil for some time now, and I love it. CBD oil is non-intoxicating, which makes it ideal for people like me. I want the health benefits of cannabinoids, but I don't smoke weed. I never will smoke weed. Mind-altering effects I do not need. CBD is non-toxic, has potent pain-relieving, and is anti-inflammatory with its properties as well, and that's why... The brand I trust the most is New Leaf Naturals. New Leaf Naturals is the highest quality CBD oil on the market, 100% organic, highly concentrated, no additives, grown in the U.S. The only ingredient is hemp. It is pure and simple. Go to NewLeafNaturals.com. That's N-U-LeafNaturals.com. Save 30% and receive free shipping in the U.S. when you use the promo code RICK. That's right, RICK. Go to NULeafNaturals.com, promo code RICK. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam, for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information, and then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. Soccer, Nick and Nick with you. By the way, we're with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Nick, it was, for me, a final that sort of played out as I predicted it would. Uh, but really, the difference was in the finishing for Chelsea. Of course, one superhuman player, uh, Eden Hazard, showed why he is rated in the top five players in the world did the number on a porous and lackluster Arsenal defense, which, as I mentioned earlier and uh, uh, in the show uh, yesterday, uh, shouldn't have been any surprise because they did uh, concede 73 goals, all, pardon me, 51 goals all season. Well, I think you're being very generous uh, describing Arsenal's backline as porous and lackluster. Uh, I would say uh, they resembled the Walking Dead and a slice of very, very holy Swiss cheese. I mean, uh, for 40 for 40 minutes, they did resemble and impersonate a team of uh, professional soccer players, but then they reverted to type. And as you rightly pointed out, they've conceded a whole boatload of goals, and they now will not be playing Champions League football. And you can hardly blame it on the Europa League final either. I mean, all they needed was two lousy points in the Premier League from games against Crystal Palace and Brighton and Wolves and et cetera, et cetera. And they wouldn't even be in this situation right now. So I think that the Arsenal Football Club 
has some serious questions that they need to be asking themselves about who they are because they are rapidly turning into a team that may be on the outside looking in of a new top five. What's interesting, Nick, is if if you look at the Premier League, um, back in the beginning of February, Arsenal actually went on a bit of a tear. They went unbeaten in, what, six or seven matches. But then when they really needed to put the pedal to the metal, when, when really character counts and the gut and, 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 and drive of your players who are fighting for that Champions League spot is on the line, they absolutely bottled it, as you pointed out. I mean, losses to Everton, uh, losses to Wolves, losses to Leicester, a draw against Brighton. I mean, these are teams that they should have beaten. They managed to cobble together only two wins in their last six matches. Well, I think it's a case of the same old failings for Arsenal. Um, You know, we both were on TV during the the noughties, the 2000s, when Arsenal were really in their pomp. And let's go back to 2004 and the Invincibles. uh, Really one of the great, great teams in English football. and, and, And the back line was the base and foundation of the Invincibles. And then you put, you know, the likes of Vieira... Burkamp and Henri on top of that base, and you've got you've got the recipe for success. But it seems to me that Arsenal, you know, have lost their way. It certainly began with Arsene Wenger. Although, can you imagine the abuse that Wenger would now be experiencing had he been in charge today? So sometimes it's a case of, uh, you know, better to let the devil you know than the, the devil you don't. Uh, you know, Unai Emery is going to come in for an awful lot of stick. Uh, I'm not sure how much of it is deserved, but Unfortunately for the Spaniard, he has been chopping and changing his team, trying to find that magic uh, combination which simply deserted them at the the time they most needed it. So, uh, you know, many things to talk about with the Arsenal team um, and and much work needed to be done. But now they're in the Europa League again. You know, the the finances are not going to be the same. It's going to be harder to attract big-name players, although I'm not going to say impossible because, after all, we are talking about Arsenal Football Club who play in the English Premier League, who are located in London, who play in the Emirates Stadium. So there's still a lot going for the club, but uh, there needs to be some drastic changes on the pitch. You know, Nick, the other, uh, a couple of months ago, I went on a date with a, with a young lady and she, she suggested to me that I come over to her house and we, we have a cooking date which I thought was, you know, very, very interesting. And we made uh, hummus together. And she gave me the recipe, and uh, I don't see her anymore, but the other day I was thought, wouldn't it be fun if I could make some hummus because I was actually out of the stuff I buy at Sam's Club. So I went to the pantry, and I had the chickpeas and the garlic and all the stuff I needed, but I just didn't have tahini. Now, I don't know if you know about cooking, hummus but you can't make hummus without tahini so i'm going to suggest you mentioned a a list of players from the invincible era you know you can't have an invincible team without a patrick vieira you can't have an invincible team without a character player someone who is going to stand up and be counted someone upon whose back the team can ride when times are not good. Someone they can look to. Someone who's going to stay. The buck stops with me. All the big teams, all of them, have a player like that that you can think of. Except 
for Arsenal. Yes, I. They um, they need Tahini. Well, they, they do need Tahini, but you know, for for some reason, Arsenal have been very reticent about getting a player of Vieira's qualities, and instead have made do with these you know lightweight uh, impersonators. You know, it's all well and good playing beautiful football. Um, for certain parts of the year. But there's other times of the season where, as corny as it sounds, and people don't like to hear this, but there's other parts of the season where you need players who can pull up the socks, roll up the sleeves, and do the dirty work. And unfortunately, Arsenal have never truly replaced Patrick Vieira, much like you know, Manchester United never really truly created replaced Roy Keane and I've got to wonder is it a case of these players don't exist anymore or is it a case of the United and, uh, and Arsenal aren't doing their homework and finding that rough diamond and turning them into the next Patrick Vieira and Roy Keane well interestingly enough I mean if you look at Arsenal and so much of this is, is I'm going to go back to character again because if you look at how they did in the Premier League, and of course with Arsenal, that's, that's probably the biggest indicator because what we saw today was very much what we've seen throughout the season. You know, they went through an incredible period uh, between August and, I want to say, middle of December, where they didn't lose a single match, Nick. Not one. And then all of a sudden, something happened, and this team just went in the toilet. And that, to me, is mental, it's fatigue, it's bad leadership. Uh, it's changing of systems. I mean, what happened? What happened uh, in December? That What did they change in December that they'd been doing so well since after the first two games of the season, which they lost the first two? Well, some of it is down to the manager. You know, Unai Emery has to stand up and, and be counted when it comes to the mentality of his team. I mean... You look at the two teams that right now are, are leading the way in world football, certainly from a club standpoint, and it's you know it's City and Liverpool. And then you look at the two men behind those teams uh, in terms of coaching and philosophy, and it's Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola. Uh, these are two men that refuse to let standards dip. And you could say the same about Sir Alex Ferguson. I mean, I'm reading his autobiography right now, Leadership, Standards. And it seems to me that the standards set by the likes of Sari and Unai Emery, um, you know, to, to mention two managers from, you know, the top six clubs, these standards seem to change and slip and are adjustable uh, Whereas the likes of Klopp, Fergie, Guardiola, even Pochettino, their standards are non-negotiable. Either you're in or you're out. Well, that's an interesting point, Nick. All right, listen, you're listening to Fifth Street Soccer. Nick and Nick with you. We're talking Europa League final. Chelsea beating Arsenal 4-1 to take some very prestigious silverware home and deny Arsenal a place in the Champions League and some silverware as well. I know there was great pride there because that is a big London rivalry. Uh, all right, when we come back, we'll pick up the discussion here. 800-878-7529, 800-878-PLAY. Twitter, I'm at Nick Gieber. 
GBR. He's at Nick Webster. We'll be right back after this. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by Annuity Action Network. Hey, did you know it's possible to receive upfront money from your monthly settlement payments? It's true. If you receive monthly payments from an annuity or a structured settlement and you need a lump sum immediately, then you need to call Annuity Action Network. With your cash today, you can pay off credit card debt, pay medical bills, fund your education, or improve your home. You don't need to wait. Call the Annuity Action Network now now to get your fast cash with no hidden costs. And if you call today, we'll even send you a $100 cash gift card just for verifying your settlement payments and your contact information. If you have a structured settlement or an annuity and you want cash now, call Annuity Action Network right now. 800-514-9170. 800-514-9170. That's 800-514-9170. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just That's 800-584-2519. Well, I wonder how much sex, drugs, and rock and roll that was going on in Baku. It was a terrible stadium, by the way, with a big running track around it and the, the pitch was horrible because they had to fill in the uh, the long jump and all the athletic areas, you know, for all the track and field stuff. It looked terrible, Nick. It was a shocking disgrace. Oh, I, I, I've got to say that the venue was perhaps one of the worst I've ever seen for a major game of 
football in the last 10, 15 years. It was beyond appalling. I mean, ordinarily the the running track is is uh, quite an eyesore, and you know, thank you for covering it. But it must have been a good 20 to 30 yards away from where the action was. I mean, yeah. the gap was ridiculous. The number of empty seats should be a eyesore and a stain and a reminder to UEFA never, ever to take the money and run and have a final that's played in such an inaccessible venue. I mean, the atmosphere... Well, actually, can we call it an atmosphere? I don't think we can call it an atmosphere because the atmosphere was non-existent. You know, I, I wonder why UEFA don't build their own stadium somewhere in Switzerland <laughs> and just have the finals for their competitions in Switzerland. They're going to make more money that way. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a great point, Mister Gieber. That would be that would be pretty hilarious. I got to I got to say, uh, they could call but, it yeah. the uh, Sepp Blatter Stadium. Right, uh, and uh, and on, on the way into the Sepp Blatter Stadium, you you have your wallet stolen. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yes, very true. Everything's very expensive at the stadium, no doubt. But that's the way they like it, and fans will obviously pay it because they were paying up to fifteen hundred pounds to get from London to Baku, which I think, in and of itself, is absolutely ridiculous. But look, let's look at the other half of this match, and let's talk about the winners, Chelsea Football Club. Um, a couple of things come to mind for me, Nick. Number one is, I thought that uh, Kepa came up very big for them. And um, I think he showed that he really is a uh, terrific young goalkeeper. I think number two is their reliance on Eden Hazard was more obvious than ever. And without him, I think they're going to be a shadow of themselves. And I wonder, just wonder, what they're going to do when he leaves because they have a transfer ban. Yeah, well, you know, let's let's talk about Chelsea for a second. And, I mean, a, a sensational second-half display. Uh, I thought that actually they started coming on with the, with five minutes left in the first half, which you know yeah. was fairly even. But then Hazard started to get on the ball, and in the second half, you know, Sarri obviously made the adjustments. Uh, Hazard started popping up all over the field, not just exclusively on the left. And uh, once he opened up his box of tricks, Arsenal just didn't have an answer for it, and it was a, like a twenty-minute spell where Chelsea banged in four goals. I thought Giroud's opening goal was outstanding, although yeah. uh, I did say to a mate of mine that I thought he should have made the the diving header in the first half. Uh, there was an opportunity where he could have got in front of uh, Koscielny but decided to go for an outrageous flick. Well, this time he decided to screw on the stones and go for the diving header. Super goal. I thought the second goal was beautifully well made. Nice strike by Pedro. The third goal, I mean, that is just Keystone cop defending by... Uh, Miles, uh, I mean, what on earth was he thinking? Getting on the wrong side of Giroud, an absolute no-brainer for a penalty. And then the fourth goal, once again, you know, poor, poor first touch in, in midfield by uh, one of the gunners, and and Hazard was onto it like a flash. Beautiful little one-two, and you know, not not a bad way to sign off an assist and two goals by what is probably one of the greatest players um, that we've seen in the Premier League era. And he will be sorely missed, not only by the Premier League, but most certainly by Chelsea. And I, I really don't see how they can replace him. I mean, they've 
got the transfer ban that's about to be implemented. They have Christian Pulisic coming in. But Christian Pulisic ain't no Eden Hazard. No. Uh, and not only is he not an Eden Hazard, but the fact that he's being looked to as a guy who's going to have to come in and fill those shoes is just going to lump a lot of pressure on him and set him up for uh, a, a potential disaster. I hope not, by the way. I certainly hope not. And I hope that he has... Uh, the guts to see it through. But he's been put in a very, very, very difficult position, uh, especially with the injuries to the other Chelsea players that uh, would have backed him up or given him some competition for his role. But look, I mean, uh, sorry, he had some, some really priceless quotes about uh, about Aiden Hazard saying what an unusual young man he was and that uh, took him a while to understand him. But once he, uh, not language-wise, but in terms of, you know, just mentally, but once he understood him, he, he couldn't believe that he couldn't believe that the, the, the young man that he is uh, a very complex character. It sounds like young Eden Hazard, and uh, he's off to uh, greener pastures. Well, I think he's a complex character, but I also think he is a character with massive amounts of integrity, which is something that you don't yeah. often find in, uh, in in football these days. I mean, he's been honest to Chelsea to a T. Uh, his brother is his agent, so. Uh, it's not like he's one of these money-grubbing bastards that's going to take you know any club to the cleaners. Um, look, Hazard said at the end of the World Cup that he wanted to leave. Chelsea begged him to stay. He said, you know what, I'll, I'll do the right thing. I'll stay for the club because I am under contract. But you know, my dream is really to go past the Genoa and, and and play play at Real Madrid. Uh, but I'll give you I'll give you one more season and. Without Eden Hazard in the team, Chelsea are a mid-table team at best. He is the catalyst for driving them forward, for getting them a third-place position in the Premier League, which guaranteed Champions League football. He was the catalyst that drove them forward in the Carabao Cup. And obviously, he's he's the man that won them the Europa League because, I mean, he really ch- changed the game uh, with his two goals and an assist. So, um, I, you know, you, you, can't, you can't replace him. Um, What's Sari going to do? I have no idea in, in that regard because, you know, Chelsea have, have lost two really key players uh, for at least six to nine months in uh, Hudson-Odoi and uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, uh, to both both suffering the same injury. So I wonder if there's anything there, but the, an Achilles injury. Um, and they could quite possibly lose their manager, which... I mean, it's, it sounds ridiculous to be talking about uh, in in the in the afterglow of winning the uh, second biggest uh, competition in European football. Yeah, and qualifying through league position for the Champions League. Look, I think Sarri's done an admirable job. I, I really think he has. There were times where Chelsea looked really shaky, but they did what Arsenal didn't, which is they turned it on when they had to turn it on. They did what they had to do. They won a, a big piece of silverware. They qualified. They won the Wenger Trophy in the top four. And, uh, you know, if they lose Sarri, I think they just it's just it would be stupidity because what manager is going to want to come into a team that's gutted of its star player, a team that's finally starting to play a system, a fairly unique system from from a manager that came in after Wenger uh, and a team, as I mentioned, that, that can't sign anyone else. I mean, what manager is going to take up that role? Well, I'm, I'm going to throw the same thing uh, at you that I did in the previous segment when we're talking about trying to attract players to the Emirates. We're talking about Chelsea. We're talking about big money. We're talking about the Champions League. We're talking about the Premier League. 
and we're talking about living in London. Uh, yeah. So I don't think it's hard for a manager to come to Chelsea. I think what it's hard for a manager or a coach to do is come to Chelsea and rip the whole thing up and start again, which both you and I have been saying. But you know what the beauty of winning trophies is? It papers over the cracks all the time. And so now we're lauding Chelsea when had they lost, we'd be we'd be saying, you know what, Roman Abramovich, sell the club, get out of there. Let's let's really retool this thing from top to bottom. But now because they won a trophy and they're in the Champions League, I think many may be tempted to say, you know what, there's nothing wrong at Chelsea. We're doing great. Look at our season. And if you look at their season uh, just in terms of results and the fact that they had a new manager and the new manager didn't come in until just two weeks before the season started, there was all the drama with Antonio Conte. They didn't know if Hazard was going to stay or go. I mean, it really is a remarkable, yeah. uh, remarkable and unbeaten, and by Nick, Chelsea. And, and Nick, they went unbeaten their first 12 games, if you remember that. That's right. Uh, and then, you know, you had all the drama in the League Cup. I mean, you were talking about Kepa just now. I mean, I, I really despise him. But, yeah, you're right. He's a young man. And perhaps in the League Cup final, he let the emotions get to him by refusing to be subbed by Sarri. Uh, I find it very hard to forgive him because ultimately he is a professional. But, yeah, I mean, he he did do well in the game. Uh, Asbalacueta, the captain, I thought had a solid game. David Luiz. Uh, was his usual Brazilian self. Christensen didn't really have much to do. But what, but what about Giroud? Uh, well, I'm going to get to him. A bold decision by Sarri to play Emerson over Marco Alonso, who I think is a more uh, attacking fullback, but Emerson was the one with the assist for Giroud. Uh, N'Golo Kante, actually, uh, I thought did fairly decently. Jorginho, never a big fan. And then you got Kovacic, who was sluggish. Pedro, decent. Oliver Giroud was outstanding. I mean, great diving yeah. header, wins the penalty, assist on the on the goal for Eden Hazard. So, and and Giroud has has, has pledged his uh, allegiance to the club and has, has signed a new deal. So, you know, there's there's plenty for Chelsea to look forward to. And uh, you know, Arsenal fans must have been crying and sobbing softly to themselves as they saw their former player sticking it to them. Uh, in the cup final. All right, we're going to come back, continue the discussion. This is Fifth Street Soccer. I'm Nick Gieber. He is Nick Webster, and you're listening to us on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Of course, if you're also listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio or TuneIn or even the award-winning Sirius XM app, we welcome you to the show and remind you we're with you each and every weeknight from 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. That's Monday through Friday. Let's talk the beautiful game. 800-878-7529. Let's get the phone lines going. We'll be right back. What's in store this week at Staples? Savings, boxed up and ready to move. If you're on the move, make sure your first stop is Staples. Because right now, when you spend $50 or more on moving supplies at Staples, you save $10. Staples has everything to get you from here to there, like boxes, bubble roll, and packing tape. So before you go anywhere, stop at Staples for big savings on moving supplies. Staples. Where there's a whole lot in store. And 629.19. In store only. Exclusion supply. See associate for details. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. 
But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Attention business owners. Now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800 470 7113 800-470-7113 800-470-7113 That's surprised I have to say but it is interesting because the second half of the all English European finals is set to take place on Saturday Uh, Liverpool Tottenham in Spain for the Champions League final Uh, that should also be a cracking match Nick but I don't want to talk about that today I want to talk a little bit about you and you're constantly talking about top six clubs Because I actually think, Nick, that we are in for a bit of a sea change here in the Premier League in terms of uh, clubs that are able to compete for the top prizes. Now, allow me a minute here. There is news coming out of, there's lots of transfer gossip right now. Uh, Atletico Madrid and Man City are in a bidding war for Ben Chilwell of Leicester City The price right now is going upwards of £70 million. I think Leicester City are going to look good next season if they're going to spend that money wisely. But for the long term, when you look at new Middle Eastern ownership of Newcastle United, 
uh, Arsenal, Man United, Tottenham, Tottenham with a new stadium. Uh, you've got West Ham with a new stadium. Uh, you've got uh, all sorts of new money coming into the Premier League, Nick. Wolves spending big money. I think the Premier League's just going to get better and better. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the amount of money that's swirling around uh, the English game right now is is just going to mean that top players, and we know top players are, you know, generally top mercenaries, uh, you know, Eng- England and the Premier League is just going to get more and more desirable. And I think to your point that you made uh, a couple of days ago about the, uh, a changing of the guard, that Spain is going to have to do some serious work to catch up. And I don't see how it's possible unless they go the same model as England, and that's by finding that wealthy benefactor from the Middle East. Uh, You know, Real Madrid and Barcelona are supposedly uh, run by the fans, and that's... uh, that's how they uh, that's how they do business. You know, it's it's not private ownership, and and that's much the same for many clubs in in Spain and and also in Germany. And Germany, yeah. yeah. So uh, how the these clubs are going to compete with England, I don't think is possible. Uh, so you know, once again, it's a case of the rich getting richer, and I think that's why. You know, I mean, I've been talking about this European Super League. You poo poo it all the time, but I think it's it's going to be an inevitability. And it's going to be perhaps dominated by English clubs because they've got the most money. Well, when you think about it, though, I mean, just the depth of value, the depth of spend money on these clubs. And again, I'm now adding Newcastle United to that mix because if that sale goes through, and from everything I'm reading, that sale's just about as good as, good as done. You've got to add Wolves to that mix West Ham certainly have the ability to spend Nick with their stadium and the and the amount of people that they're pulling in there. Um, obviously, United Arsenal, Spurs with a new stadium, Chelsea obviously Abramovich, Liverpool with the American ownership, City with Middle Eastern ownership. I mean, if you compare the top seven, eight clubs in the Premier League wealth-wise, there's no other league that comp- nearly compares. I mean, what are we looking at in terms of teams that can really compete at the highest level in Spain? What are we looking at, Nick? Four teams? Well, I'm not sure it's even four teams, unfortunately, Nick. I mean, it's 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 those big two, and you know everybody else is scrambling for crumbs. Uh, in Germany, we're really looking at maybe two. Once in... again, you know, Bayern Munich and and Borussia Dortmund, but uh, a- unless they can find this this benefactor that's willing to pump in, you know, and we're not we're not talking millions of dollars anymore. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars, and I just don't think that the culture in Germany is ready for something like that. Uh, and again, in Italy, we're talking about really, you know, a couple of big, big clubs money-wise. Uh, Italy, of course, is still in somewhat of a restructuring mode. Uh, it is really looking like we are entering an era of Premier League domination after a number of years where it really hasn't been Premier League domination. And I've always said, Nick, the Premier League is the best league in the world, doesn't necessarily have the two best teams in the world. But I'm going to backtrack on that right now and say right now the Premier League has the best teams in the world and is the best league in the world. And we can see that with all four finalists of the two European trophies coming from the Premier League, uh, including two from the lower, lower regions of the, of the, top, uh, of the top six. The lower, I, lo- I love it how now the top six uh, has, has lower regions. That's, that really goes to show just uh, uh, how, how bizarre 
English football has, has become. And, and, and now, you know, the, the Premier League is almost a five, six division league uh, within one league. Yeah. It, it really is absolutely fascinating to watch it develop. Uh, there certainly was a period where it looked like it might be forever taking playing second fiddle, but uh, this uh, sea change that we've been talking about, it has happened. Let's go back to uh, Chelsea for a minute, Nick. Uh, sorry, does he stay or does he go? Oh, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, from what we've seen and what we've heard, I mean, it's, it sounds like he's, he's dead man walking. Um, I mean, the, the noises coming out of, of, of Stamford Bridge are, are so uh, just bizarre uh and you know he was told that whether he wins or loses this game you know his future's already been decided um i just i just think that there needs to be a period of stability at stanford bridge uh someone and and i think a lot of it comes down to the fact that the owner is mia you know roman abramovich he for some reason or another, you know, he doesn't want to go to England. I think it's because he's probably going to be arrested the moment he steps foot uh, in Heathrow Airport. And and without a leader, without the, the head of the company, the head of the organization driving the culture and driving what's going to be happening within the team, I think there's always going to be chaos. And the fact that the players are not fully on board with Sari and his methods... I think the fact that they are going to be losing their their crown jewel, Eden Hazard, so it didn't really matter what Sari did in terms of his relationship with him, I can quite honestly see him going. And I would not be surprised to see Massimilio Allegri uh, roll up at Stamford Bridge and, and Sari to go in the opposite direction. I mean, who's pulling the strings? I mean, is it really Marina Granovskaya or is it, uh, or is it uh, Roman uh, from the yacht? Well, I mean, you. I mean, look. I don't want to appear to be sexist, but I will. You know, what does what does Marina know about football and football management? Uh, well, I you know, mean, she was responsible for the, all the team sponsorship deals. She was responsible for the Nike deal. I yes, mean, she's, but that's that's you know, she, she's not. That's nothing, that's nothing to yeah. do with football. She's the Ed Woodward um, of uh, Chelsea. Yeah, no, she's she is she's the Ed Woodward of Chelsea. Um, is, is that going to be a situation that can continue? We've seen what's happened to Manchester United. I mean, surely these clubs, they have so much money. Surely they must look at the competition and go, hang on a second. That's not working out. No, we don't want to go down that route. Really? I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, my opinion is getting rid of Sari would be an enormous mistake. Uh, you know, he, he's done uh, in his first season, he's got massive silverware, qualified for the Champions League with all of the noise going on around the club. Uh, I think he's done surprisingly well, including instituting a new system and, and quite frankly, playing a pretty exciting football, which I think Chelsea fans uh, have appreciated. Uh, you can just look down the table at Man United and see, you know, what all this managerial turnover is going to do for you. It's going to do nothing. And by the way, speaking of Man United, tomorrow, Nick, we're talking to Phil De Bruyne from On the Pitch podcast, a big Man United supporter. And uh, he is, uh, we're going to talk Man United with him because that is going to take us a full hour to talk about that disaster. Well, make sure to uh, have your translator handy because uh, Phil's got quite the Irish accent. 
if you uh, may have noticed. Yeah, he, he does. He's a terrific guy, though, and uh, he does uh, bleed United Red, and uh, much as I can't stand the club, always appreciate people, super passionate about their team. Uh, Phil is certainly all of that and more, but, you know, they are a cautionary tale, and I think right now you can look down the table and see uh, situations uh, that are the same. I mean, l- let's ask, l- l- let's talk about Arsenal. I mean, is is Emery gonna is Unai Emery gonna get the sack? No, absolutely not. Unai Emery was brought in to steady the ship, not to uh, drive the ship onto the rocks. And if if we look at his first season's body of work, considering the uh, the, the the disaster that was left behind for him, uh, there's there's no way Arsenal's gonna sack him. But I think once again we're looking at a situation where the ownership, look, Stan Kroenke is the man behind Arsenal. Was Stan Kroenke at the final? No, sir. Stan Kroenke no, sent I, his uh, son. Okay? Yeah, well said. And when you're sending your son, you know, lovely boy he may be, what kind of message does that send to the rest of the organization about where his heart is at? You know, this is we're talking about Arsenal Football Club, one of the biggest clubs in the world. You know, they're definitely a top 20 club, regardless of where they where they finish this year. We're talking about the Europa League final, one of the most prestigious tournaments you can possibly win. And the fact that had Arsenal won, they would have parachuted into the Champions League, which would have put probably put 50, 60 million more pound in the coffers. And your owner can't be asked to show up. Hmm. That sends a huge message. I don't care who you are. Oh, great point. All right. Well, we just got a few minutes left here, Nick. Uh, but before we uh, do get to the end of this segment, I want to actually go local and to a team that is very near and dear to your heart, Nick Webster. The Las Vegas Lights here in Las Vegas have new ownership on the way. Did you hear about this? I certainly did hear about this. Uh, I, I, I cannot divulge who the new owners are going to be just yet. But let me do say that there are some very, very ambitious plans on the table. And we are talking uh, three letters, MLS. As as you know, the the buy-in to MLS now is kind of like one of your poker tournaments, Nick. You know, to to get in the tournament, you've got to buy into the tournament. And uh, if you do well, you win a whole, whole ton of cash. Well... Obviously, the buy-in to the MLS poker tournament is something in the region of $150, $200 million right now. But the uh, new ownership group uh, kind of tip money for these guys. Yeah. So um, well, I, keep your fingers I happen, crossed. I happen to know who that ownership group is, Nick, and I will not divulge it either because I've been asked not to, so I will not do that. Uh, but suffice it to say, uh, exciting times here in Las Vegas. Com- uh, really compounded exciting by, times. Because, compounded... Nick, Compounded by the off. signing of, compounded compounded by the signing of Jose Villarreal, uh, that now makes two players on the Las Vegas Lights who played with my son for a number of years. Excellent. Well, if this move comes off, um, and uh, Eric Winolda remains as the head coach when the uh, new ownership makes the bid for uh, Major League Soccer, I just may move into Vegas. Well, that would be absolutely terrific. All right, uh, we're going to have to go to break here. 
in uh, just a few seconds. So we're going to do that. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up on Fifth Street Soccer. Again, tomorrow, Phil De Bruyne, we're going to be talking about the disaster at Old Trafford. If you're a Man United supporter, you're not going to want to miss this discussion. And, of course, Friday, our Champions League preview show, Liverpool-Tottenham. Who's going to win it? Will it be number one for Spurs or will it be number six for Liverpool? Can't wait to talk about it. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back to wrap it up. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. But Evos can make it all easier with a baby monitor you can trust. Go to myevos.com. That's M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com to see how Evos can be the eyes and ears of your nursery. Evos works with your smartphone to provide a live audio and HD video connection to your baby anytime and anywhere. On a date, at work, away on business, even serving your country overseas, Evos helps you never miss a moment. Whether your baby is with a sitter, your partner, a grandparent, or a friend, you'll be right there too. And with unique features like smart alerts that know the difference between a barking dog and your baby crying, extensive sleep tracking data, and state-of-the-art security features for your peace of mind, Evos is the smart baby monitor for connected parents. And enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z dot com.
Shell could. Nick and Nick with you. Just about to wrap it up. Nick, I forgot. Chelsea won the Europa League uh, the year after they won the Champions League back in, what, 12-13, about uh, five years ago. So, you know, European-wise, Chelsea have really been uh, flourishing under the Abramovich era. Of course, uh, you can't do any worse than the previous era. No, well, they certainly have some pedigree. Uh, Fernando Torres and uh, Branislav Ibrahimovic with the uh, winner against Benfica. Yeah, Chelsea over the last uh, six, uh, seven seasons um, could quite rightly say that uh, they, alongside Real Madrid and Sevilla, are the uh, kings of Europe. Yeah, interesting stuff. Well, uh, you know, this was a big trophy and just, again, that establishes just how important this is. This is not a tournament to be poo-pooed. This is not a tournament to be resigned to streaming only, TNT. Uh, and one last comment, Nick. God, could they not afford to send these guys to Baku to do the play-by-play? It was so sterile. Uh, well, it was uh, David Plea and uh, who was the other, uh, who was the play-by-play? Uh, I forget, but they were sitting in front of a monitor, probably in London. Yeah, it was it was pretty poor. I mean, look, yeah. TNT have been an absolute disaster, and uh, I'm glad I don't work for them. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, folks, uh, I hope you, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show, and we just want to remind you that uh, we are with you uh, each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Tomorrow, as I mentioned, we'll be talking Manchester United. Uh, with Phil De Bruyne. So if you are a Man United supporter, you certainly want to go tune in. And if you have friends uh, that are Man United supporters, uh, before you disown them, let them know that that's what we will be talking about tomorrow because the situation at Old Trafford is a disaster. Nick, thanks a lot. Look forward to the discussion tomorrow. All right. I believe Nick has uh, gone already, you see. He's ready for his... Oh, he's right there, ready for his cup of tea. All right, well, uh, we'll be back on the air with you tomorrow, folks. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM uh, 211. Hope you'll join us. Till then, have a wonderful evening.